Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope. I so appreciate each one of my listeners from 120 different countries who all are looking for the message of hope, whether it's to share with someone else, to gain coping skills, to learn new strategies, or if they themselves at this point are in a place where they feel that there is no hope and they want a word of encouragement. We offer that to our listeners, and I thank you, each one of you. Thank you to my guests, each one who have become, many of them, my friends, because their stories resonate not only with me, but with all my listeners who have possibly gone through similar circumstances and can appreciate what they're saying and appreciate the attitude that it comes across, whether it's one of humor or encouragement or both but something for everybody. And so I just want to thank each one of my guests and my listeners for what you have shared and are going to be sharing. With me today, we're going to do something a little different in that Susan Maccarelli is not a person necessarily who came to a place of complete hopelessness, which many of my guests have, but she came to a place in her career where she had to make some changes. And the interesting part about Susan is that she is a fellow blogger, and this is how we met. I love blogging. I love reading blogs. I love everything about them, and I know that many people in my listening audience are bloggers, and so this is what we're going to talk about to do, a totally different subject than what we usually talk about, and Susan is the expert in the field, and I feel honored to have her with me that she is going to share today. Susan Maccarelli is the creator of BeyondYourBlog.com, so many of you, your ears, your antennas will go up because you recognize both her name and the name of her online company. She is a recognized expert on how to go from a personal blogger to a published writer. Susan is a popular speaker, and she speaks at blogging conferences such as Blog Her, Blog You, and Bloggers at Midlife. So welcome, Susan. Thanks so much for having me, Carol. I'm excited to be on your show. Absolutely. I want to learn something today, so I'm going to be all ears. So ready. (laughs) Yeah, no pressure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No pressure. Teach me. Okay. So my first question to you, Susan, is what was your purpose in creating Beyond Your Blog? You created that in 2014. And what did you hope to accomplish with that as well? Well, um, I started my personal blog in 2013. 
um, and found that I started to gain momentum when I would publish things on other sites, like starting with BlogHer, which many of your listeners might be familiar with now as they've been bought in their she knows, but, um, and, and start going, you know, from there and publishing some writing on other sites. But when I first started blogging, I honestly didn't even know what a blog was. I asked, like my husband was saying, you should start a blog. And I was like, I've heard that, but I don't think that's for me. Like, what is that even? And he read all these different blogs. So he kind of, um, kind of coaxed me into it. Cause I think he secretly had uh, one probably still does wants to have a blog and couldn't really think of like, well, what should he write about? It says, Oh, I can't write. So you should. So, um, anyway, so I started, but you know, after I started, I was like, okay, who's going to read this? What am I writing about? I was sort of like doing what I thought you were supposed to do on a blog or like what some of the few other blogs I read, like what they were doing and it wasn't really going anywhere. Um, and so finally, once I got a you know, kind of my legs under me and started publishing some stuff that I was proud of. I was like, okay, now nobody's reading it. What, what am I going to do? And, um, it took me a long time to kind of figure out just from being in like Facebook groups and stuff. I would see other bloggers saying I'm on scary mommy. And so I'd be like, well, what's scary mommy? And how did you get on there? And what does that mm-hmm, mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, and when you first start, you don't know any of that any of those things. So, or like I'm on Huffington post and I'm like, well, I know Huffington post. How did you get on there? What's going on? And, um, you know, nobody really talked about it. So I said, okay, well that's no big deal. I'm just going to Google this. I'm going to Google like how bloggers can get published on other sites and nothing. And I, so like I would do this like every few weeks and in between I was kind of doing my own research and getting published in a few places and asking around and stuff. And so again, every few weeks I'd be like, well, there's gotta be like a site for this. I'm just missing it. Everybody knows about it, but me. So like months and months went by and this site never, I could never find it. So, um, I said, you know, to my husband who secretly wants to be a blogger, I said, um, what if I started a website that, you know, kind of explained really, really was targeted to bloggers. Cause there was stuff out there for what I would call like professional writers, which right. I thought was a thing, you know, I was like, well, I'm not a professional writer. So there were lots of resources for them to go and, uh, you know, or how to publish a book. Oh my gosh. You could like get buried right. alive with that right. stuff. Right. And so, um, I, I said, but there's nothing like for bloggers, like somebody like me who just, I didn't even like to write growing up. And, you know, if I had a paper in school, I'd rather be have like 20 tests than one paper. And, you know, I kind of fallen into this blogging thing, but I, you know, there just was no resource for me, somebody who didn't really have a lot of confidence as a writer to begin with and no professional background as to how do I go about getting published beyond my own blog. So that's how the site came about because I thought, well, if I want to know this, there's got to be other right. people who want to know right. too. And, you know, you, I'm sure you've seen the stats of the millions and millions of blogs that are out there and how many new blogs are started every day. So I thought, well, even the people that know how to do it, there's still new people every day who are clueless like I was. So that's really why I started the site and, and really wanted to gear it towards helping bloggers get published beyond their personal blog. So here's where here's, here's writing opportunities where you can go and submit your work. Here's how to submit your work. Here's the etiquette you need to know. Um, I, I did then a podcast. Now I do written interviews with editors. So, you know, looking at a specific site, talking to that editor about what do you want people to send you that you will publish kind of thing. And so that's kind of how it came about. Now, let's go back to the beginning. What did you first start writing about? Like, what did you feel your niche was? Yeah, um, well, my 
personal blog and it's still there. It's badly neglected, but it, it was called or is called Peck to Death by Chickens. And it was um, parenting, humor, kind okay. of, most of okay. the time. Um, I Now that my kids are older, they're five and six, I figure I probably shouldn't, um, you know, talk too much about them now because soon they'll be like reading it. But right. um, so I kind of got got away from that. But um, yeah, I wrote a lot of humor, a lot of humor around parenting. Um, you know, I wrote a post about the first time I read my daughter, um, this book, like teaching her the names of her private parts. <laughs> and so, right. and she was just saying them all over the place. I was like, okay, Aww. we need to like rate it. And it was so funny, but, um, they're still pretty, you know, they'll, they'll just say any word they want to. But, um, so I wrote a, a post about that, that, that was pretty popular. I wrote the, probably the most popular thing I ever wrote. And it was very little writing. It was a lot of photos is, I, in our old house, we had a playroom. We've downsized, but we had a playroom there, and it was just getting overwhelmed with toys and all this stuff. And so I said, okay, I'm going to label everything. But, of course, the labeling didn't work. So then I, I basically wrote a post about, like, the funny labels I would put on things. Like, they had all these Thomas trains, and so I put a label on there that was trains with creepy faces and different stuff like that. And I just took photos, and it went crazy. That was a really popular one. And do you think it's important for a blogger to have a niche? Um, I do. I do. And I, in, in a lot of cases, I think the nichier, the better. And I still, even with beyond your blog, like I find myself having to remind myself of that because sometimes I'll do something and, you know, or I'll come up with an idea, something I want to write. And I feel like I'm trying to reach every writer that ever wrote something. And I have to like narrow my focus, like, okay, like I'm really talking to now I do have a lot of people who are not bloggers that, that read the site and they find value, but, um, you know, remind myself, okay, I'm talking to bloggers or I'm talking to writers who are, are really new to this. And so sometimes I do have to rein myself in a little bit, but as far as, you know, just bloggers having a niche in general, I, I think it is important and it's a hard thing because I think a lot of us want to want to write something that everybody's going to read, you know, Oh, I need to cater to everybody. And the more you cater to your little specific pie slice of the world. And even within that, maybe even narrow it down more. I think a lot of times the more success we have because you're exactly what, you know, maybe you're exactly what 20 people are looking for versus eh, for 150. You know what I mean? Uh Um, so yeah, I mean, for, for that reason, I think it, it, it is really important. And if you feel like you're too being too specific with your niche, you're probably, you probably have a good niche. <laughs> okay. And what about monetizing well, your blog? I didn't do a whole lot with Peck to Death by Chickens. I, um, I was an, I am an Amazon affiliate. So occasionally I put an Amazon ad up there. I've never done like the AdSense or the ad networks. I just haven't, I think because I just don't like the way they look on the site, which is not really a good okay. decision, but it's just not something I've done. Um, I've, I've done pretty much everything else though. Um, I've done a lot of affiliate, uh, type things with beyond your blog where like, you know, I'm selling a course or, or promote, I should say not selling, I'm promoting a product or service that someone else offers. And I actually don't, I say I've done a lot of it. I've done a lot of it for a, a very few number of affiliates of mine because I'm pretty picky. Um, but I, once I find something that I really like, whether it's a book on Amazon or whether it's, um, you know, a bundle of courses or you know, a product that I use, um, then you know, I do 
promote that a lot. Um, so affiliate sales, um, I've sold my own course. Um, so I've made money from that. Um, I've, I've thought about and never done the tip jar idea because a lot of times people are like, Oh, you know, you've helped me so much. Like I found a great opportunity in your directory. Like, is there any way I can donate? Mm, <laughs> like, okay. uh, well, thanks for asking. But I, so I thought of doing like putting the tip jar on there, but I haven't done that yet. That's in my brain. Um, and I also offer like advertising my newsletter, which if you have a blog and do send out a newsletter and I'm not talking about just like the newsletter that says like that automatically goes out, like here's my new post or something. But if you create a newsletter that adds additional value, um, you know, I've had some success with selling advertising there. So, um, you know, I've, I've tried a lot of things. Um, I, I certainly am not the breadwinner in my family <laughs> with beyond your blog, but, um, my husband does that job, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I'm, you know, I'm still figuring out and trying things. It's just to see, well, what do makes, you know, doesn't make me feel icky, right? <laughs> like right. selling or doing, um, and what, what does my audience like really want and need? I don't want to sell them something that they don't even need. So um, I'm pretty picky. I really do like the affiliate piece because then I can recommend something that I've used and I feel good about. And it's more of a passive income stream. Um, And on my to-do list, Carol, you can like task me to this next time we talk is an ebook, which uh, I think I'm probably going to sell from the site versus um, doing all those other distribution channels. Um, so it, but it is nothing is happening. It's just sitting in my brain. Okay, and that's going to be an ebook on on blogging techniques, or um, you know, I'm toying with some different ideas, but but yes, it will. The audience will be bloggers. I'll tell you that much. But I think it's going to be a little bit of a different spin, kind of putting together my like my background besides customer service and account management and that kind of thing. When I worked in the corporate world, um, I also worked. Um, for the founder of Career Builder at a small startup that he started after Career Builder and um, leading a team of resume writers and um, doing a lot with just um, HR and job sourcing and that kind of thing. And so this book's going to be geared towards bloggers with also a kind of a career spin. How important do you feel numbers are? I know that uh, you're probably asked this question a lot, like to gauge your success as a blogger. I think that's a really important question. Um, and I think it can be very disheartening to some new bloggers because they feel like the numbers are everything. I mean, if you just Google like blogging or blogging success or something, it's all going to be about growing your followers, growing your subscribers, numbers, views, all that stuff. Right. Um, I had a post on beyond your blog that some that we had a guest poster Marta Parlator wrote for me called um, 10 questions to determine your blog success, despite what the numbers say. And I mean, it was, it was really good because it, it got at, you know, asking yourself questions about how else maybe you are benefiting, you know, are you improving your writing? Are you growing? Are you getting a message across and so on and so forth? And I think that, um, it's really important to keep that in mind because while yes, the numbers are an indicator and a good indicator. I mean, I look at my numbers, but, um, I think you have to keep your expectations in check. What I try to look at is not so much like, Oh, did I reach this magical number of views today? Or did this post get, you know, did I go viral? I've never gone viral with anything really. Um, 
and you don't have to, I think also that's a, that's a big thing when you're blogging and people are like, Oh, this is going viral. It's going viral. Well, I've never gone viral and I consider, you know, things that I've done to be successful. So that's not like something that has to happen. At what point is viral? Uh, you know, if you, if you Google that and I have, (laughs) um, it's, it's really, it depends because for some people, like that they'll just say, Oh, it's 10 or 20 times your normal. So that would be viral for Mm. you. But then in other cases it would be, you know, over a hundred thousand shares on Facebook or, you know, everybody's definition is different about it. Um, but I think my, what I try to do instead of looking at, you know, just a number at a point in time is just to look over time. So not even like month to month or week to week, but over the year. So I have, I'm on self-hosted WordPress, so I can go in and look at my monthly views over the course of ever since I started. And I see an upward trend. So right now my website averages over like over a thousand views a day. But when I first started, it was a couple hundred. And when I had my personal blog, sometimes it was 40 or okay. 20. I mean, I remember when it was way down there when I first started. So um, I think it's important not to get into like a comparison game because when you do that, yeah, it's just, good. you know, you're looking at everybody else. Well, oh my gosh, like this person's complaining because Facebook only showed her post to 20,000 people. And uh, I, I've only ever gotten one like in my life, you know, it's, and it's just, it's silly. So you try, what I do is, and I try to do this um, in a lot of areas of my life, um, is to just com- try to compare myself to myself and see, am I going in an upward trend at some mm-hmm. level? Mm-hmm. Good. You know? um, I, and I, I'm, this is kind of off topic, but I'm 41 and I just joined a gym for the first time in my life. I've never really worked out except I used to kind of run off on and off, but for years I haven't done that. So I said, okay, I, I'm going to join a gym. And, um, I found out really quickly that that also applies to that type of thing where, you know, I'm looking at some of these women and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, like she can do pushups. I can't even do a pushup yet, you know? And then I realized, well, you know, I can do one pushup now and I couldn't do any when I started. So I'm, I'm making some progress. That's a very good point and, and applying it to life in general that compare to yourself and your own goals and your own personal goals and your own personal uh, thrives, right? You reached a burnout phase yes. at one point. And I'd like you to talk about that because I think that's also something that a lot of people have experienced or maybe even afraid that they might experience it because they feel that they're headed in that direction. How can they avoid that and what should they do if they do, if they are in the middle of it? Well, I'll tell you kind of how it happened for me. So um, with Beyond Your Blog, and I was never like this really with my personal blog, but when I started Beyond Your Blog, it it was pretty popular and there were a lot of people, you know, with questions for me and, um, you know, wanting help and all this kind of stuff. And it was great because I felt like, okay, I'm helping and that's what I wanted to do. Um, but I, I let it over like the first two years kind of reach like a tipping point, um, where every spare minute I was on the computer, you know, Oh, I got to answer email. I got to get the posts up. I got to do my podcast for this week. And, um, I don't know why I had really just set the bar at this level that I thought was what I needed to do mm. and kind of felt like I was doing a, a 20% job, but, but also doing a 20% job at everything else, like being a parent and cleaning right. the house okay. and okay. making meals and all that stuff. So I was 
like nothing was really getting done and it was just frustrating. And so it was kind of like living at this like level, just thinking, well, I have, you know, I have to do it. I have to get it done. And went on vacation last, I guess it was, um, June end of June last year. And so I have this spreadsheet that is my to-do list and for every week and I move things out weeks when I, you know, fit them in, can do all this stuff. And the spreadsheet, don't ask me how this happened, but it got deleted permanently (laughs) on vacation. And I thought this cannot be happening. So I spent like an hour, two hours, like trying to retrieve this thing, you know, freaked out. Meanwhile, my, my family, my parents, you know, my, not my parents, my in-laws, my husband's extended family and my husband and kids were having vacation, you know, and I'm like panicked. I've already like worked (laughs) half my vacation away, you know, like, okay, well, everybody's asleep now. Now we're home from the beach. Let me get on. Let me do some work. And, um, so lots of things. And I was like, there's no way because I rely completely on lists to get anything done. I don't Mm -hmm. store any information Mm -hmm. in my head, Carol. So, um, I hear you loud. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought, well, now, I'm never going to get back to where I even was, which wasn't where I wanted to be. And now it's just, you know, it's all falling apart around me. So what I did was um, I kind of finished publishing the stuff that immediately I had. And then I said, I'm taking an indefinite hiatus. And to me, I was like, I'm never coming back. I'm just going to say that. So people don't, you know, freak out like what's wrong because nothing's wrong. I just lost my spreadsheet. Now I'm in the corner crying. Right. <laughs> like Carol said, this and is not a problem. There's no way yeah. they can understand. Yeah. And so this is not like, like you said, this is not a typical never give up hope. This is a professional crisis. Right. <laughs> and, um, but it was, to, you know, it was a professional crisis and, it, and, and I was just like, Oh my gosh. So I said, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, I'm just going to have a regular vacation, a regular life, like other people who don't, who didn't, who didn't subject themselves to the torture that is blogs and you know, websites. <laughs> and so that was it. And I pretty much like closed up shop, um, until for a couple months. And then in August I started thinking, well, you know, I could go back and I could just do this or that. And then I was like, no, 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 I'm done. I'm done. And by the end of August, I had one day I sat down and I was like, well, if I went back to it, cause I wanted to, I missed parts of it, but I said, you know, if I went back to it, what could I do that would be sort of a, just way scaled back that I would feel like I was still contributing something, but I, it wasn't going to like suck my whole life. <laughs> into right. it. And so I kind of made a list. I was like, you know, scratch the podcast because Carol knows better than I do. But, um, for me, that was like, it wasn't only my time booking the guests and doing the interview. And I love doing it, making the questions up, scripting it. But my husband was spending a couple hours editing and doing all that. So I was like, I'm, you know, I'm going to scrap it. I'm still going to do editor interviews, but I'm going to do Q and A's where I send them the questions. They mm-hmm. send back answers, you know, much easier. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of things like that where I, a couple, you know, lots of things just, I was like, not doing it anymore. Number of, um, things I published scaled way back. And the weird thing was, and it's funny you asked me about numbers is that when I came back in, I think it was the end of September or October when I actually started publishing again, is when I looked back at my numbers, that whole time I hadn't done anything really didn't make much of an impact on the numbers. I still really? had views. I still had, you know, um, same followers. People hadn't unsubscribed to my newsletter, none of that. And so I was like, okay, this just seals the deal that clearly I was probably doing more than I needed to do mm. because I went away entirely and 
you know, yes, people noticed, but it didn't impact that, you know, where I had gotten, I sort of maintained. So, yeah, so it was, that's it was a good kind point. Of- that's a good point because I, I remember when you did that and I, and my first thought was, oh, but then I still followed you. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people still, the group, Facebook group was still active. Mm-hmm. People just carried on. I was like, I would look at it every now and then I'm like, oh, they're just carrying on, you know? Um, but it was, it was very, you know, and, and I'd always been like that on my personal blog too. Like, well, I can't miss a week because it, all the work I've done up till this point would just go down the tubes. Mm. And that's not, that's mm-hmm. not true. You can totally take a break. So you kind of, yeah, I guess it was a two part question. You also asked, well, what can people do that feel like that overwhelm with their blog? You know, the first thing I'd say is take a break. I mean, you can take a break. It's, not going to come to a screeching halt. You can come back. You don't need to explain where you're going necessarily or why. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you may have people ask and you could tell them, but, um, you know, take a break from it. And for me, that was where the only way that I could get any clarity. There was no way going at the pace that I was going that I was going to be like, oh, well, I can get rid of this and get rid of this and scale back this and I, I just not like that. I have, a, I'm a control freak and, um, you know, I'm, um, I say yes when I should say no sometimes uh-huh. and I just take on, take on, take on. And so I was not able to cut back when I was still going at that pace. It took stopping completely and then slowly kind of, well, what can I add? And really looking at, well, how much time is that going to take me? And that kind of thing before I could make it manageable. So I, I mean, not everybody is like that. You may be able to to cut back, but I think if you're at the point where you're just like, I'm going to quit blogging, like I'm this, this is just like sucking the life out of me and it's too much time and I'm not getting anything out of it. Stop doing it. And just, and then, you know, if you feel, if you don't feel like revisiting it, then maybe you should have quit your blog, right? If you feel like revisiting it, like I did, it started creeping back after a month or two, then do that and figure out, well, what is it that you miss? Like what, what is it that you really liked doing? What is it that you didn't like doing, you know, what was, what was the most time? Like if you think about, well, I'm going to go work on it tomorrow. What, what's making you cringe because you shouldn't do that part again. Um, and, and it just gives you a little bit more perspective, I think. And, and ask yourself, you know, like, well, why am I doing this? Because, um, Uh if you actually have, and you know, it can be like, like concrete goals, um, or it might just be more like, well, you know, I'm doing it because I, I personally like it. it. It's a good outlet for me to write or whatever it might be. Um, you know, why, why are you doing it? And is that still the reason you're doing it or has your reason changed? And if your reasons changed, maybe how you're doing it should change, you know, um, for me, and this probably sounds a little bit I don't know, selfish, isn't the word, but, um, arrogant, maybe. Maybe, maybe. So one of the reasons, one of the ways that I measure success is, um, is money. <laughs> and I realized that yes. and I kind of didn't want to, you know, at first I was like, no, I'm, you know, that's not why I'm doing it. Well, yeah, what well, you know, part of it was that for me and is that for me. And that's not the main reason, but that was one of the ways that I measured it. Not so much by the numbers, but for me, like, am I able to make an income? And so when I came back, I did focus more on that. I started selling ads in the newsletter. Before, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to send out the newsletter. Well, guess what? People do want to pay me to have their ad in the, newspaper, in the newsletter. So, um, you know, things like that. And I 
kind of revamped my course and put that back out there. And so for me, like seeing some income was validation and that that was like sort of a way to measure success, not the only way, but a way to do it. And so, um, you know, I think when I came back to do it again, I was more honest about that and I focused more on it instead of just sort of making it this afterthought. And and that made it more, um, you know, something that, that was a little bit more, um, fulfilling, I guess. You said something that really triggered a uh, interesting point. A couple things. First of all, when you're a blogger and or a podcaster and you do your research, what you find out there, and I, I think you will agree with me, is that it is very important to be consistent. It is very important if you're going to podcast on Tuesdays and Fridays that all hell will break loose if you do not post that Friday. And so then what happens, and I've I've gotten many emails, etc., you know, um, from people or on Facebook notices or whatever saying, I am so sorry, I missed last week and blah. And I'm thinking, you, you did? Yeah. So I didn't even notice that she wasn't there or that he wasn't there or that that podcast that they are supposed to be doing on Wednesdays wasn't there because I'm looking at content. And so it's the content that I'm following, which means if I was going to read every blogger that I follow every week, I would be doing nothing else. I'd be sitting outside, you know, with my cup of coffee and I'd be reading blog posts all day long. So if I'm looking at content, then it's the content that I'm following that particular week or whatever. And I don't really care that she didn't post the week before. Is that kind of what you're I saying too? I totally agree with that. And so one of the things I always say to my kids, because they tend to go from like zero to 60, is this is not an emergency situation. Like that's my catchphrase in the house. <laughs> this is not an emergency situation. And then I realized when I took a break, I was like, you know what? There are no blogging emergencies. This is not... <laughs> I, I may have had a blogging emergency when I right. lost my spreadsheet, right. but nobody else cared. They were doing their summer, right? <laughs> and so like next next week, it's my kid's spring break. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break from the newsletter and, but, and I, well, not next week, the week after. And, um, and, and I was like, ah, and I, then I realized, you know what? No one's, no one's cares. I mean, they do care, but they don't care that much. You know, there are no blogging emergencies. Yes. I provide you with good content. Like you said, Carol, but you'll be okay if you don't get that for a week. There's other things to read, you know? And so I think sometimes, and I know I was doing this before, you sort of get this like self-importance, like, well, what the world will stop spinning if I go on vacation. I have to pre-plan and schedule everything. Well, no, you don't. You really don't. (laughs) There is something else that I personally started doing that that may be of interest to other bloggers, and I don't know if you've seen, uh, you personally have seen other bloggers do this, and that is one of the things that might be of interest and possibly some help for fellow bloggers out there is something that I do. I had to learn from what you were just talking about in that the world is not going to fall apart part if you miss. I'm a health coach and I do uh, do some posts on health. It's not the only thing I do in my lifestyle blog, but and I started doing in a series. And so just like many other bloggers in their niches, they will do a series. Well, the first three or four weeks was fine and then I missed a week and then I missed two weeks and, 
And then you go into this mode of, oh my goodness, you know, I'm going to lose all my following. So what I did and what I found was very successful, and this is a part that I'm wondering if this would be something that either uh, you could address as well, and that is when I post something in the health vein, I recap all the previous ones so that if it's a series, then people can either look at those previous ones right there. They can, you know, bat, have a backlink right on that uh, on that post. Or if something else might interest them, they can pick it up right there. Do you suggest or recommend doing something like that if you are not doing a specific once a week or twice a week or whatever series? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's always good to either link to old content or not old or past content mm-hmm. okay. or um, and or um, I like the idea of recapping. It's not something I, I do a whole lot, but, um, you know, a lot of times I'll just say, you know, you can read more about it here and link. But right. um, the recap idea is good, too, and it'll probably get people to kind of read that old content. That way, you know, you've got readers for that post, but you're also you know, maybe you're not writing a bunch of new content, but you're sending new readers to old, older content. And so you're, you're kind of taking advantage of that, um, that what you've, what you've done, all that work you did in the past. If you don't have time to do that work this week, for instance. Right. I need to hear that that from the expert. Oh, it's a good idea. Yes. I like that. (laughs) Now, You've had some hurdles. You you talked about a couple of them. Any hurdles that you can think of besides just maybe losing your will to continue or whatever, but any hurdles that you can think of that bloggers may have to um, address? Yeah. um, Well, for me, I, um, my, my Facebook group and you're, you're probably in it, but um, yeah, I am sure you are. But it's very, it like, I, I don't know how I have like four or 5,000 people in there and people are so nice and supportive. It's somehow they're just very, very good. So, but once in a while I'll get somebody in there who is just like super negative or like, mm. like and, and this could be, in my case, I'm talking about a Facebook group, but you know, it could, you could apply this to negative comments on a blog post to trolls and all that stuff. And I think that is, is really hard for a lot of bloggers as well. A lot of people I've talked to who are like, I'm, you know, I'm done with blogging. I'm done with writing. Um, that'll be part of it because as much as you will say like, Oh, you know, don't read the comments or, um, mm-hmm. you know, this person's an idiot, but the words can still get to you. And, um, for me, you know, having to like moderate people in the group, which I think has honestly only happened a couple of times, but it, it just, the way I am, it just sucks the life out of me yes, when, when somebody yes. is like that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, did they hurt somebody else's feeling? Like, did they, you know, mm. make someone else feel bad? And now I have to like, do I, should I kick them out? I'm not good at kicking people out, you know, that whole type of thing. So, you know, anytime I have to, you know, deal, deal with bad behavior, whether it's in a group or bad behavior, because the way you posted your comment on my thing was trolly or whatever, that just makes me go, Oh, why am I doing this? You know, but I think a little perspective is good on that. And, and I, I'm very good at not reading the comments if, if, you know, with, and I don't do it as much anymore, but when I was posting like my parenting stuff on other sites, you know, I would get people just up in arms over my potty training post on HuffPost or something. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, Really? Why does it matter if my four-year-old is not potty trained yet to you? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's something I have to keep in check. I'm super like emotional about those types of things. 
Well, you can, if you're sensitive, a sensitive type person, I can, you know, I'm the same way. And I just feel like, you know, the whole world is rejecting me because somebody said something that they didn't like that I said. (laughs) It has nothing to do with anything, you know, except the way it makes you feel at that moment, right? So what you're suggesting is move on. Move on and, um, yeah, not only move on, but, you know, just realize that, especially with like the troll types of comments, like if you talk to that person in real life, they would most likely not be saying that to you. People get a different sense of themselves online and, you know, sometimes I don't know, I don't know who these people are. They're probably people we know in everyday life that do this because they must be somewhere. I'm always like, what do they look like in real life? But um, what is a troll exactly online? Well, a a troll usually refers to somebody who just writes super, not, not just, I disagree with your point and here's why, but just really negative comments and like almost, you know, name calling and beyond like the, the normal, I disagree with you kind of thing. Okay. They attack you personally. Yes, exactly. All right. What else would you, would you uh, think are some hurdles that bloggers have to overcome? Um, I think time management is a big one. Um, and, and that kind of goes hand in hand with just organization. So, um, a lot of, a lot of my readers and not all of them, but a good number of them are moms. A lot of them are moms of little kids like I am. And they're, you know, they're saying, oh my gosh, like I've had a kid home from school every day since January sick, you know, and, um, I, I've got this, that, and the other, and, and I'm trying to write blog posts during nap time or whatever. And, and again, it's not just like parents of small children, but, Uh um, uh you know, we all have things that, that get in the way of writing time. Right. I mean, most of us would be like very relieved to have like a two hour block where you can just write or something. So, um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) yes, I know. I know. Um, so, I mean, for me, the best way to get, around that is just by organizing my time. And of course I have my nerdy spreadsheet, but, um, the way that I've changed it, because it used to just be like, okay, I got to do the blog and like everything else would kind of fall around that, which is ridiculous. And you can't live like that for very long as I showed you. But, um, so now I, you know, I, I have my day and this is today was insane. It was just like one thing after another. uh, Okay. You know, um, I had to get gas in the car and then I went and exercise and I had a shower and drink the protein drink before my muscles atrophied and, you know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I knew that I wasn't going to have time to blog. So I put it in tonight, like after the kids go to bed, eight o'clock. And if my husband's like, Oh, let's watch a Seinfeld rerun. I'll probably do that instead. <laughs> you know? So I, I, I Be now flexible. kind of, make it. yeah. Now tomorrow husband's at work, kids are at school and you know, that's going to be very more structured, blocked in, okay, like two, two, three hours in the morning, that's what I'm going to do. And so that gives me a little more flexibility on the times when I may want to push it aside to do something else. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, I think organization is really important and everybody kind of does it differently. Not everybody's going to have like mm-hmm. a spreadsheet or a to-do list or whatever, but um, organi- I think when you organize your time, it really lets you see I'm not going to have time to do that. And that sets, that doesn't, that helps you not set yourself up for giving yourself a task and then not completing it and feeling bad about it. It helps you to say no too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a very good one, which I've gotten a little bit better at, but I I still need to say more. (laughs) Now let's talk about your online course, Submission Savvy. Yeah. So, 
Um, I kind of told you how when I started Beyond Your Blog, it was because I had when I started submitting writing, I, number one, I didn't know you could even do it. I didn't realize that like, Oh, bloggers can write. You're not going to ask me for my like copy of my MFA or my like English degree (laughs) before you accept my writing on body training. What? (laughs) Um, but so I decided, okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to do an online course. So it's self paced because there's, I've signed up for courses where you actually have to be online at a certain time and that just never works. So Mm -hmm. it's, um, like a self paced online course. And it really is for writers who are new to having their work published online. So a lot of those people are bloggers, but there's, I also have people who've taken the course that don't have their own blog and they're just writers who haven't really had a lot published online. And so it takes you through everything from, you know, the fact like, yes, you can publish your work online. And what, why would you want to, is this for you? Is it not? What are the benefits you can get out of it? Also, you know, talks about republishing. So how can you actually republish stuff you've already written on your blog? So you're not having to constantly churn out brand new content for other sites. Um, uh, we talk about how to find sites to submit your work to that are right for your niche and your writing style, because that can be tough on its own. Um, we also talk about how to find paid writing opportunities, um, how to promote your work once it's um, once it's actually been published on another site. What is the etiquette around that? Um, we talk about how to kind of read through submission guidelines. We talk about rejection and how to use that as momentum, um, how to track your submissions so you don't get into hot water with, oh no, I submitted this to three places and two of them want it, but they don't want the other person to have it kind of thing. So um, yeah, it's a, you can find out more at submissionsavvy.com. And um, there's a little video of me there telling you about it. So um, you can kind of look through and see if it's something that would work for you. Oh, I think that's excellent. And I definitely I want to sign up. My goodness. I mean, we can all learn. We can all learn no matter how how successful we think we have been in this arena. I mean, there's yeah. always more tips that we can learn. Oh, I'm from. always I'm always taking courses. I'm such a nerd about it. I love it. What's what's uh, coming up with you? Oh, your ebook. Anything else? Yes. Yeah, you might have to wait a while on the ebook, but but it's coming. It's coming. Um, well, we have our on, on Beyond Your Blog, we do a Hall of Fame twice a year now. That's one of the things I cut back on. We used to do it every month. Now we do it twice a year where we have um, guest editors come in and people in our fa- in my Facebook group will post their just one favorite article that they had published beyond their blog in the last six months. And then the guest editors will um, pick their favorite and we'll do big rah-rah promotion of those. Um, last time, our editor's choice editor was Marcel Silviero from Brainchild. Um, we had some other great editors as well, Magdalene Ripkin from Blunt Moms. And um, so we're, we're um, lining up our guest editors. And that'll happen in June is when in the Facebook group, I'll call for people to go ahead and post their links if they want to be included. Um, let's see what else is going on with Beyond Your Blog. Um, we've got some great um, editor Q&As coming up in the coming months. Um, I won't name drop because by the time the podcast launches, they might, those ones might already be done, but, um, it's always hard to figure out the timing. So, um, so we're doing that. Um, I'll probably take a little hiatus this summer. So that's exciting for me, but not so exciting for you guys. (laughs) Just a little, maybe a month is what I'm thinking. Um, you're not taking your spreadsheet with you. No, no spreadsheets allowed. (laughs) No. (laughs) So yeah, but that's, that's kind of the, the big things that are coming up. Well, you certainly are encouraging 
because like I said, this isn't, you know, the typical never ever give up hope type of podcast. Yeah. But on the other hand, it is because you've encouraged me and I'm a regular blogger to want to do more, to do better, to learn more, to to uh, get online with you, et cetera, et cetera, even though I'm already following you. So I'm hoping that this is the message that is coming across loud and clear because you are exciting and excitable. And that's great. That's what we need. We need somebody like you. You're like our mom, right? <laughs> I'm, mom a, I'm a blog mom. <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Carol. Well, Carol, thank you so much for having me on. This is a lot of fun. And I'm glad that even though I didn't fit quite the typical guest profile, um, hopefully some people will be listening to this that have awesome blogs and we don't want them to quit who will maybe get a second win. So oh, I really appreciate it. And that I'm, I appreciate, and I know that they will too. So thank you again, Susan. It has been fun, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you.